0: Lock Talk Radio. Welcome Keep those doggies rolling. <laughs> those Do streets are rolling.
1: Raw hype. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time, people. You know what time it is. Yes, we are night. Nice. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anywho, any day, any boo. What's up, y'all? Caleb Pradison. And that's Desiree. And this program is p for Pay Muscle. And this program is sponsored by Pay for Pay Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle with many wheels to drive your goals like what, Desiree?
0: Like a Mack truck through ice cream, Patterson.
1: To Kalen of the O'Kalan plans, O'Patterson, O'Shaughnessy. O'Kellen, O'Shaughnessy. (laughs) Check us out at P4P Muscle. And now, let's talk. Let's chit chat with the banter. Yeah. Hello, Desiree. Hello.
0: Hello, hello, hello. So let us progress. It is the holiday season,
1: is it not? Tis not, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that wrong. <laughs>
0: I think you did too, but you you brought yeah. it back around because it is, and it is. So set us up for tonight.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm I'm feeling really festive. Uh, you know, we just had a, a big wedding in, at our church, the pastor's daughter had gotten married and, you know, getting around friends and family that you normally don't see even during the holidays uh, because this is a special wedding because this is her first wedding. And she finally decided, you know, she had the right guy in her life. And he is, he really is. But just some of the conversation that was happening. And I know dad talks about this a lot and I'm kind of a road warrior. So I'm used to being on the road and I'm used to being by myself and then I come and interact with family when I get back. But a lot of us, and a lot of competitors as well, miss out sometimes. And it, it can take away from the moment because we're not sharing it with the, the people that matter to us most when we're outside of prep and competition. And that's family, and that's friends, and that's loved ones. And there, granted, there are a lot of people that have that kind of support all the way through, and Beth and I have talk to many, many guests on this show <clears throat> as they share their lives and share the support system that makes sure their lives are successful. And then there's the uh the lone wolf in a good way where they come out of that shell and they, they find that, that inner beast and they do well as individuals, but the thing that was lacking is that camaraderie, that friendship and that support system that would in, make it so much more worthwhile. And I got to see that when I'm relaying and reliving some of my past moments on stage to people that just see me as a a fit individual and not as somebody that's competing. And so, you know, I just – we have a lot of uh, competitors that have, uh, you know, done quite well, Uh, Marissa Barney, Melissa Fisher, uh, Nikki Costello, Mike Newman, myself, and uh, several others. Uh, Vicki Yates uh, won the Heart of America overall at the age of 52. So, you know, we've all done well, but the one thing that we had to really look back on is that, you know, we were so isolated sometimes that the people that really needed <clears throat> to hear about our life story and our competition weren't there because, you know, we had stepped so far out of, the reality we once knew, I guess the best way to say it. And we didn't include them, you know, by intent or misintent. They weren't a part of that. And, you know, granted we, 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 we did well as far as, you know, if you want to put it down on paper, but did we really change the lives of the people that matter to us most? And, you know, sadly, I have to say I was lacking in that department. I, I don't think my uh, parents are, are, you know, my I've always had the support of my, my, my former, you know, passed away pastor. But it was years before anybody I truly knew from childhood or school or anything was there to be in a supportive state or even be a part of my competing part of it. And it was a sadness that was there, you know. And then, you know, when I was talking about that at the gym, it was the same thing coming from the other competitors because, you know, we we had stepped. It was such a paradigm shift that it took years for the people that wanted to support us even knew how. And you know, I it, it just struck me that you know, I you know, Des, you've you've been. You know your mom has been there and and she was you know with you in a lot of what you what you were doing and you had that that background i guess, but for me you know this is a a, a total introduction of true health and true fitness and not just telling people that you're drug free but they have the full understanding that you're not alone in that identity. And I was kind of blown away by that. You know, I, it's it's something that I never, because it was so much a part of my life, I never thought that someone would be missing out if they weren't there because it wasn't a part of their life. But if I'm the introduction to that mm-hmm. part of their life, then I needed to be more involved with them, just like I was asking, you know, for the support from them. Am I making sense
0: uh, yeah I mean you are i mean this this is such a dynamic subject because we've talked a lot about you know how important a strong support circle is in this sport, well, in life in general but uh yeah. and then there really is that other aspect of what other families are missing out of, but also if you don't include them and they want to be a part of it and don't know how, then that's a total. Another other dynamic that comes into this picture as well, and I think you're kind of zigzagging across all of those fronts with everything that you just shared.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I it's kind of a guilt, but I, I'm trying to put it into words where I, because Catherine's saying, you know, Kayla, don't be so hard on yourself because you know you were doing what you understood. And that's true, Catherine. I, I agree with that. But I'm saying that fitness has always been a part of my life, whether it's been sports, um, track and field, uh, you know, anything active, and you could pretty much sign my name to it. And that's how people saw me. But when I stepped into bodybuilding, it was me stepping into it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, pretty much, you know, go their own way. But that doesn't make it uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time searching for the word. <clears throat> but like with the other athletes that I was speaking with, because we were so driven and it was so different from our everyday lives that we had been living, I almost felt like I didn't know how to speak about it to engage others, to even want to come out. To watch the show because I had Midwest muscles, mm-hmm. I had uh, you know the backing of, of of people that were familiar with me in the gym, but I did not have the backing of the people that I either grew up with, uh, went to school with, or had worked with on a, on a job. Everybody that was supporting me were already in the sport; they were already a part of the industry; they were already into fitness and really I'm not reaching the people that I needed to reach much, uh, most. And, and, you know, in, in the holiday season when you're sharing life, there has to be a better way for me to share that part of my life and still have them want to be engaged instead of, you know, being off in a distance because I never put them away. It was more to the point of I'm going to do this and I don't need the negativity of fear and doubt of if I fail or not. I didn't care if I failed because no matter what I did, I felt I was going to win because I would be a better representation of myself. Does that that help?
0: I mean, I think you're explaining yourself well, and and I definitely get it if you see that aspect of it. But I think the other flip side of this too is, Okay, so maybe as athletes, because we are so driven by our goal that we are going to pursue it regardless, we don't do a good job, some of us, um, of bringing our loved ones along with us. I mean, the kids, they kind of have to come along with us, right? They don't really have mm-hmm. much of a choice. Like most things, yes. kids don't have choice. They have to follow the parents' lead. But other adults, you know, they, they that's where I think the rub comes in because they can choose. They can choose yes. to be supportive, and those are the ones that are easier to take along with you on the journey because then you can talk to them about them. You can um, have a degree, a higher comfort level in asking them to be a part of that, and then there are those that are going to choose not to. And I've, I've had both in my life. I have a family member that is, is very close to me and I would think would be one of my biggest supporters, but they are not. Never once had I had a, you know what, good job or, um, you know, congratulations or, boy, you've yeah. really been working hard towards that. I mean, it's complete silence, and it's because they disagree. <laughs> and regardless of what I do, there's nothing I'm, there's nothing that I can say to change their mind or to have them be supportive of me because they don't agree with what I'm doing. They don't agree with the posing suits or you know the yada yada that thing along with it they just do not Mm -hmm. and so in those instances i don't know that you can really beat yourself up a lot about it yes maybe we can feel like we could have been more inclusive but i'm kind of of the opinion For those who want to be involved with what you're doing from the fringes, they will be or they'll at least ask questions. How are you doing? What you've got going on? So on and so forth. And those who don't, they avoid it and they won't. So um, I'm with our listeners. I I don't know that you need to beat yourself up to the degree that you are because as grown people, we have a choice of who we're going to lend our support to and who we don't regardless of how much they include us or they don't. Um, But that doesn't mean to say don't be respectful of others. Don't just totally, you know, well, I disregard their feelings, their wants. If they're trying to be a part of it, yes. if they're trying to understand, then, yeah, you you definitely respect that and take that into consideration. But if not, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying, well, the hell with those folks, but, you know, you still continue to love them and respect them, but you can't beat yourself up if they don't want to go on the journey with you. I don't know. Maybe I'm not making sense, but that's kind of what I'm getting from what you're putting down.
1: And 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 that goes back to when I was talking about the holidays, because you know, yeah, uh, you know, pretty much the Midwest states for the for our region is uh, toward the end of the competitive season for 2018, and we were all reflecting. You know, just one of those powwows, sit down, chat. And, you know, we always have that, you know, but what if kind of moment. And every year it's been the same thing for me. You know, I love competing. I mean, this year I wasn't able to sit on stage as much as I wanted to. <clears throat> you know, that just wasn't possible. But there were times when, you know, it's like if you had that person that that knows what knew you and they could see the change and, you know, because they, 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 you know, you don't, I don't know anybody that's truly alive that dismisses anyone else's life, regardless if if it's, you know, running neck and neck with yours or not. And during the holidays, you get to see the family members that made an opposite decision. And, you know, it's just that reflection on if things would have been just a little bit different, or, you know, if, if, if I had just opened up a little bit more. Because I, you know, I don't want to say it's a selfish time when you're competing, but there is a lot of what you're doing that goes into you. And you have to be incredibly focused if you're a true competitor. I, you know, I say this about basketball. I say this about football, baseball. If you're not tuned in to what you're doing, then you're tuned out to where you need to be. And I never wanted to be that person. But in that strict regimen of being a better me, it really kind of got isolated. And I I mean, like, when we're sitting back and, like, at the wedding, when people are looking and, and saying, you know, my, my goodness, well, how big do you want to get? How much muscle do you need to have? And how much, you know, it's like everything is so amazingly different from what they're living that they're almost drawn away. And then it goes to the same old thing you hear in the gym from people who aren't really accustomed to natural athletes, and that's, all right, well, what are they on? What are they using? And I would want the conversation to start off at a better platform than that. And, you know, it's just... I guess maybe I'm just searching for a way to make this conversation more relevant to natural athletes and natural bodybuilding than to always start from the platform of what's being taken yeah. mhm and that so, I mean and
0: that's a great point, and I think for our listeners. If you have any advice, it would be great if you would share that with us as well because, you know, that's that's one of those critical conversations that we were talking about a week or so ago and how you have that with your family members. And, and so it gets down to if you know you're going to get that question because you get it quite often, yes. what can you say, what can you do to turn that around, and this is, this is kind of the PR professional in me because, you know, when we're working with clients, we're always counseling them that regardless of what's being asked you, you control the conversation. And so there are techniques that we train with to, you know, help them address the question that's being asked them but give the answer that they want to give. And, you know, so, for example, Kaylin, when you get that question, well, what are you taking? You know, you want to acknowledge what they're saying, and you can say, well, that's a very interesting question, or I'm actually glad that you asked that. Um, As a natural athlete, you know, I'm high on uh, snickerdoodle protein. (laughs) That's what I'm taking. Um, And then just bridge from there into good nutrition and, you know, how it's been – so liberating about how you've learned to really hone in your eating skills and those sorts of things because of the athlete that you've become. You know, just think Mm -hmm. about what you really want them to know and say. So, I mean, you're answering the question without answering their question, without even really acknowledging steroids. Yeah. And then then there's the point.
1: Okay, this is what I did, and then this is one of my solutions, is – you know I love P for P stuff and Des and I have been on the P for P board to get us more stuff so we can promote it better. But it's also an excellent talking point when you talk about being a sponsored athlete. And I, yep. if I don't have a P for P something I'm stamping it with P for P and I'm wearing the P for P necklace. So basically I'm engaging where they have to either ask me or if I can reference it and have it readily available. And thank God for you know technology that we can go to the website and show the many other athletes because a lot of times uh, the unicorn or the, the the black sheep in the family is just one, and there's a standalone complex. And when they can, when you can show that there's thousands of natural athletes, and thousands of backgrounds, and thousands of starting points it does make it more relevant to the actual conversation where you're saying, you know, this is not just me. You know, you're not a a natural athlete. There's several hundreds of thousands of natural athletes that are competing somehow, some way, somewhere. And when they understand that it's so much bigger than just that one person in the family, because that's a lot of times it's typically what it is. You have one person in the family that made the choice an extreme choice of health and fitness, and they represented quite well in the natural forms. But in the family dynamic, it's usually that one fit family member. I mean, I, I remember many times, um, I don't want to say my cousin thing, but anyway, he made the choice to be an enhanced individual. And everyone would say, you know, how how big he was and how muscular he looked and how, how appealing he looked. But, oh, there's that temper, you know, because sometimes when he was not drinking fluids correctly, he would go into one of what's considered a roid rage. And I know they say that doesn't exist and that's a myth, but I'm firsthand witness that, yeah, there's some people with some tempers and that stuff does push them physiologically over the edge. And they do uh, rage out and cause damage to either people or, or equipment. Or, or, or buildings. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I've seen it firsthand, so if people want to sit there and argue with me on that, I'll do references all day. Um, and, I, guys, I really appreciate you telling me, you know, not to beat myself up like that and saying, and you're right. You're right. But I'm throwing this out there to you as, as people that follow, uh, the, you know, the natural industry. If, if we're not more vocal about natural life and competitions and shows, then we're not doing our due diligence of really supporting the sport. And I know Des and I have used uh, the audio and video outlets to let people know about it, but we need to have it more a talk of our daily lives, just like our our walk with Christ or whatever you have that uh, you're passionate about. It should be more easily and readily available on the tip of your tongue to speak about every chance you get, Because the option is drugs and death. And I think we have a better foundation and platform to stand on to do so. Even, you know, when when I'm talking, I don't want to sit there and take away from the word of God in the house of the Lord. But my life is still made up of being healthy and fit, trying to take care of my temple, as Dad says, on many shows. You know, our bodies are temples. And we are supposed to build on them. And we are supposed to show the best that Christ has given us to take care of these bodies. And if we're not willing to be open and available to those conversations, then our families suffer, our friends suffer, and people that see us suffer because they will go back to the ideology that we're using because this is the only thing they've been taught is what can represent and, you know, show these physiques. That's Oh.
0: I agree. I agree. So, in answering your question, Kalen, and in thinking about this and mulling it over, what other solutions have you come up with, or have we heard anything from our listeners to this point about how they might address such a conversation?
1: Yeah. Okay. This one's kind of uh, I don't want to say vague, but it's an open response, and this one's from Dana, and she says somehow, some way. Break the ice, and which is you know it's it's nice, and I think that's what Des is already alluding to, is that you know we got to find a way to to not really take over a conversation, but make it one that's two sided, where it's not just me uh, holding the fort and trying to blow them away yep. with uh, information overload, but basically just speaking about my life as a whole and how it relates to me. I mean, the best one I had is when I was explaining at the wedding, you know, all those times when someone had called on me and I could be there. Because we wear ourselves out in this country trying to cover all the bases. And if you're an unfit person, a lot of times your health breaks down at the worst time for someone else. Of course it's the worst time for you. But when somebody really needs you and you've been burning the candle at every end, you're going to wear down to where you're no longer useful to the people that need you most. Then you can interlude to the, the type about being healthy and fit and how you can basically sustain yourself and help others a little bit longer and a lot better because you have the mental capacity, the physical strength, the endurance, the discipline, and the dedication to be there. Because if you can be there for yourself, you can be there for everybody else, especially in what we quote unquote call the all season. Because we can be more active and we can be more engaging at more times because that, that strict discipline is not required. Des?
0: Yep. And I, you know, that, that being engaging, I think, is an important part of it. So, We kind of talked about when you get those difficult questions, you know, what are some of the things that that you can do? And I think two of those points, just to recap, were um, frame the conversation. Don't focus on the negative, but talk about the positives to being natural and what that's doing for you. And you will answer the question of, I don't take steroids. How big do I want to get? Why is it that I'm really doing this? You'll still answer all those things, but in language that's meaningful to you and not just repeating what they've already said back to you because that's just reemphasizing their own words and their own minds, which, you know, they're not going to get over. But just focus on the positive and then make it a conversation, as Kaylin said. Don't just have it be, you know him or you just trying to defend yourself through the whole thing but you know you're sharing ideas back and forth and have a conversation as far as the engaging part um, especially in my situation where I know that I don't have support from individuals close to me I just don't shove it down their throats Um, you know even though I may still eat a little bit a different way um, I make sure I have conversation about other things and I don't just always talk about bodybuilding or my workout or my diet or, you know, I try to talk about things that are of interest to them that we can still both enjoy a conversation about. And if it comes up, I'll still talk about it. I mean, I'm not ashamed of what I am or what I do, regardless if somebody else feels that way about me. Um, But I don't make it the focal point and I don't make it all about me, especially if I know if it's a point of contention. So... You know, that's the other thing, too. When you're being engaging, engage that person on their level in the areas that they find of interest, too. And if you guys can come to a point, if we ever come to a point where we can have a decent conversation or an interaction about it and it's not awkward or stiff, then, hey, that would be fantastic. But until then, I'm not going to make it a point um, you know, to force them to deal with it or to pick a fight to try to say that I'm right and they're wrong and so on and so forth And because it's not worth it, especially when it's family. I mean, that's just how I see it. Kaylin.
1: Yeah, this one's from Frank, and he says, you know, you guys are, are calling me out without trying to, but I feel I haven't done enough because when I'm in the gym, that's my time, and that was my me time. And so I would take it to the gym, and I would leave it at the gym and just speak on regular, everyday things when I was talking to family and friends. Des, what do you
0: think? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, well, first of all, I think everybody needs me time. I don't think anyone can pour from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup in order to be good to others around you. Great. Um, But, um. I mean, it, leaving it at the gym. I mean, if they actively want to be part of that, then yeah, I could see that's kind of a, you know, if you just kind of fluffed them off and just changed the conversation because you didn't really want to talk about it because you felt like you were done working out and you left it behind you and you wanted to focus on something else, then yeah, that might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a rug, especially if it's a positive interaction. Um, I mm-hmm. would just say, yeah, try to be more engaged. And if you're not comfortable talking about it, I mean, you don't have to try to force it, but be a little more engaging to share with people what you're doing. If they truly have an interest um, and are wanting to know, you know, hey, how's that health thing going? Because maybe they have questions and they're trying to figure it out for themselves, but they don't know how to ask. But they know you're in the gym, so they're feeling around trying to get more information they need but don't know how to, and then when you don't talk about it, they're not getting that, I could see how that might be a little off-putting. But if they truly don't want to know and they're not asking, I wouldn't feel bad about it, honestly. I think I'm in a little different place than what Kalen is, um, and and it's largely dependent upon the kind of reaction I'm getting from those around me. Kalen?
1: Yeah, this one's from Bill. And he says, "I get what you guys are saying, but I am on an island. and any time I want to talk about fitness, I am essentially, I'm sorry, shamed into silence because no one wants, no, well, nobody has time for that. Hashtag mm-hmm. shamed in silence.
0: Yeah, and that's sad, but you'll find that." You're, you're not really alone. This is This is not just something that bodybuilders face. It's something that people who have a passion for health and wellness face in general because people around them know, people know when they're doing wrong. They just do. And some of them just don't care. But most people yes. really do care, but not enough to want to make the change. You know, what's the saying yep. that, Um, You you know, not until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing will people change. And so, so they don't feel shame themselves, they're going to shut you up, or they're going to try to move it on, or they're going to try to belittle you because they don't want to acknowledge their own feelings of inadequacy because they're not doing right or they're not doing what they know they should be, and you are a constant reminder of that to them. And that's why they do that. And it's in exactly. really anybody who's trying to trying to make changes for the better, and they'll actually try to, some folks, encourage you to incorporate or adopt their bad habits So, again, they feel better about their bad habits, even though they know they are bad habits. So I'm really sorry to hear that you feel like you're on an island. And, you know, even though we can't be there with you to help share that, you're not alone, you're just really not alone. It happens to a lot of people, unfortunately. That's
1: some real talk. That's some real talk. And let's just step away from the realm and – Identity of natural bodybuilding, and we can go into any facet of life. You can talk about your your walk with Christ. Um, anybody mm-hmm. that's been a be drinker and wanted to get away from drinking like that said, this is something that was normal, and now you're doing something that's counter normal. Even though it might not be right or not, it's something that you no longer do. So it's no longer a part of your life. If people knew you in that atmosphere then they're going to want to bring you back because that's when you were the quote-unquote fun individual that they knew, and I would say love, but I know it's not true love, so how could it be? But they identified you in that area of life, and now that you no longer exist there, place a void in their lives. And, you know, people love normal, they love comfortable, they love convenient, and if you're no longer any of those, then you're a point of contention. And if you're a point of contention, then they either want you out of their life or they don't want to be reminded of the life you're going to because it shows what they are not. And if you're doing well for yourself, unless you're a celebrity, you're not going to get much much support because they're going to speak against it because, you know, you were good like the way you were. So why the need to change? And until they can identify that you needed to change so you could be you and be a better you and a fuller you, then it's hard to understand because they're thinking from a selfish point of view to begin with. So there's going to be people that don't like you simply because of your health change. But that doesn't mean they have to be the enemy. If you could teach them the transition that you made, you might not bring them into the same walk that you have, but you'll bring them into a better understanding of being. Um, a lot of times like Des was saying, if if we're reminded of where we where we aren't, it causes frustration. If we're reminded of where we need to be and aren't moving in that direction, that causes sometimes anger and frustration, a lot of times envy and jealousy as well. Um so you're already speaking against the quote unquote enemy, although you might not see them in that fashion. So, you know, you gotta walk a fine line, but if you're at peace with yourself, it can be done. Um, Like I'm saying, I'm not – my battle, so to speak, is I love the life that God has blessed me with. I love health and fitness. I'm very passionate about it. I identify with it so well. And I think the shame is that because of how I've lived, why haven't more people understood that this isn't such a bad life to have? And I'm I'm just trying to find a way to share with the people that I know and love like we can over this radio, like we can to our our viewers on Midwest Muscle. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm helping more strangers than I am people that I can touch, feel, and and go back in history with. And, you know, I know it's a time of, of, of reflection, and this is what I'm doing. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to be me. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be, you know, anything other than the, the the man that God blessed me to be. But there are times when you can reflect on your life and realize that something is missing, and the only way it stops missing is if you fill it in to where it makes you a whole and better person, yes,
0: you know, and I think what you just said, I mean therein lies the rub, and it it just makes me think of really you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because yeah. Not to say that all the wrong things are always popular, but really, a lot of times the right things are never popular. And Jesus was case Mm -hmm. in point. He was killed by the people that he came to save or that he initially chose as his chosen group of people. The people he should have been safest with, that should have been there with him on his journey, they were not there. And so what we're experiencing is not an uncommon thing, but the ticket to all of it, whether they ever come to your side, whether they ever make the changes they need to make to live healthier lives, is to approach everything with love. I mean, that's really all you can do. And, you know, I posted once on Facebook that the hardest part about being in the health and wellness industry. I used to own my own gym. I did for 10 years, and now I'm working um, in a chiropractor's office, Anytime Fitness, and now I'm working in a chiropractor's office because I just love the environment and I love the education of this particular chiropractor that he tries to share with all of his patients and just their natural approach and that they're constantly researching and learning all these different aspects of health. I love that part of the environment, but the hardest part of being a gym owner, working in this office now, is when you want better health for someone more than they want it for themselves. Yes. That is the truly most difficult part. And I think, as Kaylin said, we've all experienced this on different levels, whether it's Um, health and wellness whether it's from a spiritual standpoint if it is you know sidewalk safety stranger danger whatever it is and the other the recipient you're trying to keep safe and protect they're just not having any part of it i mean it it really plays across so many different dynamics but at the end of the day You know, you treat someone with love and respect, and they'll either reciprocate or they won't, but that really has nothing to do with how you approach them, because we can only control ourselves. And if you're living your life to the best degree that you can, and you're trying to be a respecter of individuals and human beings, um, then you just got to keep doing your thing. I mean, in the holidays, I mean, the holidays really heighten these feelings, because This is a time of year where we, some of us, not everyone, unfortunately, but most of us get to slow down a little bit, make plans to spend more time with family. We're feeling Mm -hmm. a little softer and fuzzier on the inside just because of the nature of the holidays. And so these kinds of feelings, they become heightened, right, because... we've we've at least attempted to slow down or know that we should slow down to have some sort of emphasis on friends and family. And so we're thinking about these things a little more. The holidays have a way of doing that for us. But regardless, um, you know, love and respect. And if if that can't be reciprocated to you, it's unfortunate. There will be many times where it won't be, but you still just got to do you, boo-boo. And do the things that you know are right or treat people the way you want to be treated. I know it sounds cliche, but you know, those are, that is the golden rule and it stood the test of time. So if you do those things at the end of the day, you're going to be okay. Even if those people decide not to go on your journey with you, you at least tried. And I think there's victory in that.
1: That sounds like victory for me. Well, it isn't for Timothy. And he said, I can identify with the previous uh, listener who said, you know, they felt alone. He said, because I've been put to the point and standpoint of being the quote-unquote bad guy whenever I try to talk about health and fitness. And it does mm-hmm. shame me Silence silence because there's just so many that are willing to stand up and defend their bad health. Yes.
0: True. I mean and I, I really can I really can't say any more about it than what I have said because you are hundred percent true in human nature being what it is. All I can say is dude it sucks but um hire road and just stick with it. Don't become unhealthy to please the majority. It's okay to be an individual and a minority. <laughs>
1: I I have one, and, you know, it's a sad story, but, you know, it's it's relevant to what we're talking about, to where this guy had seen me at the gym, he'd seen me at work, he saw my personality, and he said, you know, how do you do all these things? And I said, well, it's having a a great spirit, you know, in the Lord and having a great uh, mentality from basically being, keeping your body on on point to where it can react And, and be what you're looking for, because if you have peace in yourself, you'll have peace amongst your friends, family, and and significant others. And one of the things that he always wanted was to be at peace around his family because they were always fighting. And Mm -hmm. it was about five months into training with me, and his body finally just kicked in the second and third gear, and he was getting changes left and right, and his body finally figured out, you know, this is where he wanted to be, mentally and physically. And he got so much flack, so much flack from his family. And I said, you know, this is one of those times where you really have to say, you know, who are you, and, and are you trying to be a better person? Or are you trying to fit in with the rest of your family? Because I said, you are at odds with yourself, not your family. You are battling yourself, and Eventually, he ended up going back to his lifestyle because his family had told him he wouldn't be nothing. He would never amount to nothing and, you know, just quit because he wasn't fooling anybody with this life change. And he listened to them instead of all the progress that his body had uh, made and become. And sadly, you know, he figured, you know, if he got married that all of it would go away and he ended up, you know, harming you know, his, his wife. And it it was because he never get, got that respect back that he had for himself that he had when he was lifting. And, and it, it, it hurt a lot because, you know, there's nothing worse than to go visit somebody in jail. And they're looking at you from the other side of a bar saying, you know, I know I screwed up. They're laying out everything they did wrong at the worst point in time, because it's basically too late to correct it because now you're behind bars. Granted, he can get out and start his life over again, but you don't get that relationship back. You know, you, you've you harmed somebody that loved you and trusted you. And, and, you know, this is, it might seem like an extreme, but this is reality. This, is, this actually happened. And I, I had to go sit there in, in, in court and try to speak on his behalf because I know the kind of person he could be and the kind of person he was at the time before he finally heard all of his negative family members' words and decided to live up to their standards, down to their standards, instead of living up to the better understanding of the new him that he was becoming. Yes.
0: Wow, that is quite the story. Um, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, perception is reality sometimes, so don't let anyone else shape your reality. If you truly want to pursue something and you know it's for the better, then uh then go for it. Because usually the people telling you you can't do something are the exact same ones that aren't doing anything and have no idea what's possible. You
1: need to make that a t shirt. That's
0: all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it a t shirt. I'm still trying to get one that says Snickerdoodle is is snickerfoodle for you to wear. Thank you. <laughs> When I when we get that done, we'll try to figure out some other witty sayings. But with all that being said, guys, I hope that we were able to answer um, some of the queries that uh, that uh, were were raised by just the nature of discussion tonight. And Kalen, hopefully, you got some resolution for what you were looking for as well. And um, oh, you, hold know, on, you it, got the hold last on. word on tonight. Okay.
1: Well, I, it's not going to be the last word for me this is going to be from Tiffany and thank you Tiffany um, I, hey, it makes me smile she says hey, don't worry about it you guys It means Dez and I you guys support us and make us understand and feel better about where we're going and what we're trying to do and sometimes that should be enough uh, so thank you Tiffany that's very kind and very sweet uh, Dez you have anything to add for that
0: no, hashtag chocolate way for the win.
1: Oh, oh, I should oh, oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, snickerdoodle.
0: Anyway, snickerdoodle. anyway, on behalf of Kalen Patterson, myself, and the boys from p for p Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.